Hello and welcome to the Funds Europe podcast. I am Benjamin David, Deputy Editor of Funds Europe. And this episode of the Funds Europe podcast will focus on the future of investment funds, navigating challenges and embracing opportunities. So we will deep dive into the intricate world of investment funds, a sector, of course, known for its resilience and innovation in the face of evolving challenges and opportunities. The discussion today will revolve around the critical dynamics shaping the investment funds industry, encompassing technological advancements, regulatory changes and global market trends. This sector's complexity and its response to ongoing changes offer a really fascinating study in adaptability and foresight. Now joining us for this insightful conversation is Philippe Zeo, Head of Clearstream Fund Services. With a distinguished career at the Bank of New York and Bank de Suisse, Philippe's extensive experience in investment management and global financial services positions him as an authority on the subject and his expertise and leadership in the financial realm bring a unique perspective to our discussion. Philippe, welcome to the Funds Europe podcast. Uh, Benjamin, thank you for having me. Uh, I'll be delighted to answer your questions. Great. Well, as we look at the evolving landscape of the investment funds sector, there is a noticeable push towards digital transformation. Now, in your view, what pivotal role does digital technology play in shaping the future of investment funds? Well, Benjamin, thanks for the question. I think that uh, digital transformation in the, in the industry is probably addressing the some of the remaining complexity and inefficiencies that uh, are still the the ops uh, teams are still facing uh, uh, today. The use of technology will make markets more transparent, I think, and will allow investors to access data in a real-time and cost-effective way, which I think is um, something that will help them uh, identifying in a faster manner the uh, market trends, probably help boosting their sales strategy and unlock uh, opportunities um, in a, again, in a more, uh, in a faster way, uh, more agile way. Um, it is part of the, uh, the, the, the industry DNA and probably ours as well at Clearstream that to front run the, uh, and, and drive uh, automation. Um, and we, we invest, we believe that uh, we need to invest in it and in the hope that the, there will be a, a high adhesion uh, by the market. But I think that um, the good news or the good thing about us probably is that um, we can invest in it and hoping that the investment will come. Uh, we, have a, we have a strong enough positioning in the marketplace to be the one in having the investor dollar to actually make the, the market uh, benefit from it. Um, and of course, we walk the talk since we have acquired a company called Funds DLT that is helping out, well, of which the aim is to help out the market to digitalize itself. 
Thank you, Philippe. Let's move over to cross-border distribution, which has become a cornerstone for asset managers seeking to broaden their horizons. I'm wondering, how do you foresee the challenges and opportunities in this arena, especially in a world that's constantly balancing between globalization and localization? But you know, Benjamin, what, what I've been seeing for quite some time is this demand and increasing ever increasing demand for uh, cross-border distribution um, and what it brings it's uh, an ever-growing complexity uh, the, the 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 more I would say borders you cross the the more hurdles you uh, actually find right so uh, um, we uh, and those uh, what I've seen is that those that provide the b2b uh, outsourcing solutions, have been on the winning hand of the of the industry because both distributors and asset managers are actually probably more concentrating on the on their core businesses. An asset manager is there to ask to manage assets, obviously, or fund manager is to manage funds, and a distributor is to distribute more product. We actually occupy that that place in in the in the middle that helps, and we and other platforms, but we as a platform. Occupy that space in the middle, and what we probably provide is a, a way for uh, to make the world more global through one single platform, and that's I think that's what the industry wants the industry practitioners and uh, uh, to access uh, this augmented regulatory framework, the uh, the to to provide um, a from a one single standpoint global expertise but local reach. Um, local franchise, crown work, uh, uh, you know, in the uh, in in that space that is probably that only global, truly global players, global and neutral players can actually operate in. Again, the investment investment dollar in platforms like us, or for it for the industry, is made once. The investment is made once, and profit to the multitude. Right? I think is the that's where uh, we believe that. Uh, uh, global cross-border distribution world is involving into. Thank you, Philippe. I'm wondering, with ever-evolving regulations, compliance remains at the forefront of challenges for the industry. How is the sector, particularly Clearstream Fund Sensor, positioning itself to navigate the complexities of multi-jurisdictional regulations? Uh, there again, Benjamin, as I said, uh, Platforms are by nature uh, multi-tenant and multi and global, i.e., multi-multi-location uh, um, driven. I would say so. The coming back to the investor do investment dollar that I was referring to, that investment dollar as well applies to compliance. You know, once I've done a compliance on again on either side, being on the distribution distributor side or on the asset management side. I do I do it once and all the all those connected to the platform actually can benefit from uh, from it right so that's the way that I believe that the regulatory not only the regulatory but as you mentioned the compliance uh, landscape is actually facilitated we facilitate the adoption of the our standards and again that standard that goes to uh, the, the 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 multitude right and that's the I would say that's the uh, ecosystem effect that we like to uh, 
uh, that, that, that we like to portray, which I believe uh, the industry needs. Right. Um, in the, uh, we have now, since you asked about ClearStream per se, right, we have lodged now the, um, the, the activity uh, into a the distribution and, and execution activity in a bank in Luxembourg, which is MIFID regulated. And as you would understand, and uh, maybe the those who would listen uh, would understand, is that uh, it's being compliant in the MIFID regulated world is not a side business, it's that the heart of the business. And being a MIFID compliant bank give the market again the asset to the asset mergers and the uh, the distributors the extra guarantee that what is on the tin is actually in the tin and it's probably what the role that we ought to play and that we are very happy to play to make that marketplace ever stronger on the compliance and on the regulatory compliancy side thank you Philippe Vestima has been important for operational efficiency in the funds sector. However, with increased efficiency often comes the challenge of managing risks. Can you shed light on how the industry is evolving its strategies to maintain a balance between these two critical aspects? I I think that it's a very good question again on the that to oppose the two, rather right, the efficiency, because one could actually believe that with the efficiency, uh, the efficiency story could be at the, the detriment of the, the the risk management. I think that uh, the the way we we see it happen is that uh, it takes a lot of investments to facilitate the or to come up with, and we've been doing it for the best part of twenty years to come up with an efficient set of processes which you can encompass, which one can encompass into one single platform. Uh, the way we have addressed it is that we made those investments and we made those processes risk, not adverse, but risk aware. It's as if in every single processes that we have come up with, we have ingrained, we have injected uh, the risk aspect. Give you an example. Um, the every single transaction that would go through our system that would be automated has been automated with the view of being capable, and we actually do it, of reading any specific information which is written in human being format, right? Uh, that would contain some. Uh, verbatim or words that would raise a risk alarm on our side. Right. So I would say that the efficiency here has come at the at the contrary of what what could instinctively think that it has come with a superior risk management since the machine, the AI, I don't like to call it AI, but artificial intelligence plays a role in making sure that it's not because it's automated that it will not be that the risk aspect will not be managed. On the contrary, it is because it's automated that the risk aspect will be reinforced, and that's what we have built. And I can give you many other examples, but 
to be frank, you told me yeah, that all answers should not be longer than two minutes, so that I will stop here, Benjamin. Great. Thank you, Philippe. So let's talk about data management, particularly with partners like Nipe, revolutionizing, of course, how decisions are made in the asset management industry. Now, how do you envision the future interplay between data technology and investment strategies? Yes. I think that, you know, on the back of poor quality data, one can't make uh, uh, a investment decision, right? It, it's that simple. Good data understood has it, which it contains, right? So accessible, reusable. It means that you can't, uh, you can derive actionable insights from it, right? That it's, I think that in the industry we would say, and in many, many other industries would say, garbage in, garbage out, right? That's another way of saying it. Uh, that's what we do. That's what we do with Knife, and that's what we are ambitioning, is to provide those who work with us in this ecosystem. I referred several times to the ecosystem, but data is the last addition to our ecosystem. Clients of ours, distributors, and asset, asset managers can actually access data through the same channel as the one that they access the execution services or distribution services at PL3. And not only data, but data that have gone through what we call post-processing control, as in that once we launch the data, once we make the data available to our clients, we check that the data that they receive actually are the right, has been the clean data or are the right data, so they can be 100% sure that the data that they use is the correct data. It's very important. Post-production control is the guarantee that the garbage in has been cleaned and actually by us and actually is, uh, is, is actually spelled out to the client in a cleaner way than the, the input we get. And we do that by different, you know, cross-checking cross different sources of data and we have a team of data quality and we have a team of post-data quality. That's what we bring. Easy access and clean data. Wonderful. Philippe? Thank you so much for joining us on the Funds Europe podcast. Benjamin, thank you very for the very interesting question. It was a pleasure to be with you. We hope you enjoyed that episode of the Funds Europe podcast, focusing on the future of investment funds, navigating challenges and embracing opportunities. Thank you again to Philippe for joining us. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Funds Europe podcast. Thank you.